Hey girl, what's going on? I'm Ryan Sturban and I am one of the pastors at Different Church. I'm super thankful that you're joining me today and just wanted to let you know that every month we release our women's Bible study online and we pray that it encourages you and that it challenges you and whatever platform that you are listening to this on, will you do me a favor? Go follow us and rate us five stars. It really helps us in reaching people with the word. Now that that is all out of the way, let's hop into the message. What is going on guys? My name is Ryan for those of you that don't know and welcome to episode number 17 of Girl Talk. 17, that's crazy. We've been doing this for 17 months. But if you're new here, welcome, welcome. And wherever you're watching from, I am so, so glad you were here. Summer break is almost over guys. And I don't know about you, but my favorite season is summer. I love being outdoors. I love the extra time I get with my girls. But it got me thinking, what were some of my things that I did growing up as a kid for summer break? And so I'm interested, what are some of the things you did growing up for summer break? If you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comment section so I can see. For me, I remember my stepsister would come over and she would stay for like a month straight over summer break. And we were obsessed with brats, okay? We would spend hours making their houses. I remember one year we got these giant cardboard boxes and we were cutting and painting and bluing and doing all of these crazy things. We made like three-story mansions, all right? And um, we were just obsessed with it. We loved it so much. And we would leave it set up the whole month straight and we would play for hours every single day. But the crazy thing about it is growing up, you had to make a choice. You were either a Bratz person or a Barbie person and you could not be both. So I'm curious which one you were. And if you were watching on YouTube, drop it in the comment section so I can go back and see because I'm interested. Now for me and my girls, they love Barbies, okay? They love styling their clothes and cutting and coloring and styling their hair. But what is the first thing you have to do when you get a new Barbie? You have to take her out of the box. Why? Because she's meant for more than the box. She has a purpose. And I think so many of us put ourselves into boxes that God never intended for us to be in. And if we stay there, we're never gonna get to experience life to its fullest. God has so much more for you. But why do so many people stay in the box? Because the box is comfortable, isn't it? You're safe, you're clean, you can see everything else from inside the box without allowing anyone to get too close to you. But what if I told you people need you? People need your smile, people need your compliments. You may be the only hope, the only light, the only person representing Jesus that they get to talk to. You have a purpose. So stop allowing the enemy to tell you to hide away. Get out of the box. But that's what we do. We put ourselves in these boxes and we just get comfortable there, right? We build up the walls all around us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We just lock ourselves in our room and sleep away the depression and then laugh about it later. We disassociate to escape everyday life and its challenges. We stop letting people in emotionally and we just give up spiritually. But in return, what do we get? We lose our joy, we lose ourselves, we lose our sense of purpose. There is nothing safe or comfortable about that girl. Get up, get out of that box. Being lonely, being depressed, being confused, why? Because we're scared of what? You know, not all the Barbies that my kids played with are still in perfect condition. Some are colored on, some are missing arms and legs, some are dirty from being played outside in the dirt. But guess what? They were being used. They were accomplishing their purpose. Life is not easy. You may get messy, you may get dirty along the way, but God still wants to use you because your story, your testimony, your gifts, your talents, they make you who you are. 
Moses murdered somebody and God still chose to use him to save the Israelites. And more than that, he gave them the tools he would need to do so. God's given you the tools to do the same thing. What are you using them for? God had a plan for Moses from the very beginning. And though Moses made a mistake, just like a lot of us do, God still kept to that plan. God still kept to that promise. Your past mistakes do not disqualify you from being used by God. Just like he had a plan for Moses, he has a plan for you. And I think you'd be surprised at the joy you find when you get out of that box and you start living the life that God has called you to live. But we'd rather just let fear keep us trapped because we're stubborn, aren't we? Because we fear what? Stepping out and failing, what people might think, um, disappointment, rejection. Can I tell you something? When you step out of your comfort zone, okay, when you let those walls down, when you force yourself out of the house, when you start to build those relationships around you, yes, you might be taking a chance at getting hurt, at failing, at having a broken heart, at losing a friend, whatever it might be, but that's real. And the world needs more people that are real. The world needs more people that are authentic. You don't think Moses wasn't scared to go back to Egypt where he committed his crime? I'm sure he had plenty of negative thoughts that crept up. Why me? I'm not qualified. Do you not remember what I did? I'm not good enough. I don't want to. I'm comfortable here. I'm sure he had so many thoughts creeping through his head. But you know what he did in the end? He decided to choose to obey God. And he started to live the life that God called him to live, like it or not. We have to stop fearing everyone and everything. We do not live for them. We have to have faith that God will take us where we need to go and that He will take care of us along the way. You know what else you get to do when you get a new Barbie? You get to change your name. She goes from being a Barbie to becoming someone new, the person that you created her to be. And God does the same thing for you. When you give your life to Jesus, you become new. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. When you give your life to Christ, He gives you a new name, just like He did for so many others in the Bible. So whatever name or label you are carrying from your past, it's gone. You don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer to that anymore. I was called a lot of names growing up. Rye, 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 Rhino, Baby Cakes, uh, Bossy Flossy, all these cute names, right? But in high school, I had some not so cute names given to me by people who didn't even know me. And I just want to remind you that you do not have to go by those names anymore. I don't care what you did, what you said, how you acted, you can find forgiveness in Jesus. You can find freedom in Jesus. You can become new because of Jesus. So stop allowing all those names from your past to keep you from becoming who God created you to be. Those names, those labels, they do not define you. Your identity does not come from other people. Your identity does not come from your titles. Your identity is in Christ and in Christ alone. All those labels given to you in your past, they fall off. Addict, it falls off. Slut, it falls off. Uh, ugly, it falls off. We are who God says we are, not who people call us or say we are. But can I talk to my ladies that have fallen in love with their titles? Believe me, I get it. I completely understand. I love some of the titles that I have here. But I need you to know that you are more than a mom, you are more than a wife, and you are more than your job. When you define yourself by a title, what happens when you lose those titles? 
Are they important? Yes, 100%. They are gifts, they are blessings, they are treasures to be valued and enjoyed, but they do not define who you are. You are worthy because Jesus says you are worthy. You are valuable because He says you are valuable. You have a purpose because He says you have a purpose. Take those roles seriously and enjoy them, but remember that you become better when you spend time in His presence first. Because when you spend time with Him, you become more like Him. And that is when people get the best of you. That's when the love, the joy, the compassion, the kindness, the gentleness, it starts to overflow out of you and into your job and your roles and and your titles that you have. But don't forget your name. Your name is not mom. Your name is not so-and-so's wife. Your name is not your job title. And your name is definitely not a label that you were given in your past. Our name and our relationship with Jesus can be summed up by who He calls us and what He calls us. And He calls us His daughter. He calls us loved. He calls us chosen. He calls us valuable. He says we're fearfully and wonderfully made, okay? He created you. He knows your heart. He knows your character. He knows you inside and out. So stop allowing other people and other titles to triumph over who He says you are. But I think there's one more name that we can all relate to. Sinner. But God's word says that though we are sinners, Christ died for us. We're sinners. We mess up. We fall short. We make mistakes. But guess what? We don't have to identify with that name either. Because Jesus carried those sins to the cross so that we could walk in a close relationship with our Father. God has forgiven you. It's time to forgive yourself. God loves you. It's time to love yourself. God wants to use you to your full potential. It's time to get out of the box, okay? And it's time to live the life that God has called you to live. So that's what I want to pray over each and every single one of us right now. Um, God, thank you. One, just for every single person that's watching or listening to this, God, I just pray for your favor and your blessings over their life, God. And I just pray that they get to experience you in a way that they never have before. And God, I just pray that as they look in the mirror that they see what you see. They see a woman that is valuable, a woman that has a purpose. God, and I just pray that um, they would see a woman that is loved and cherished and um, that you would just give us the courage to step out of the box that we've been living in or a box that we've created so that we can live a life to our full potential, God. Being used by you, um, being more like your son Jesus, God, I just pray that You would just help us to make a difference. Help us to be comfortable in our own skin, comfortable in our bodies. Allow for us to um, just forget the names and the labels that people have given us in the past and um, just to walk in confidence in who you say we are. Walk in a boldness and just to have faith. To have faith that you're going to lead us where we need to go and that you're going to take care of us along the way. So God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you for who you are and for everything that you do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.